today we're going to continue our discussion on usefulness. Uh, we're trying to be very useful to our listeners by helping them be more <laughs> useful. So we're going to record so many podcasts on usefulness. But uh, we talked about usefulness. So I want you to, again, maybe people didn't listen to our previous podcast. Maybe they should. They, they should go back and listen true. to it. Maybe this is our first time hearing uh, of this podcast. And this is the first one they clicked on. Yeah. What is usefulness? What are we talking about? Well, we've talked about this in a couple of the previous episodes where um, we talked about it is a uniquely Christian ambition to be useful. We, we, we want to be used for, for God's purposes and for the good of other people. Um, it's, it's not that we want to think about how can other people be used for our good and our purposes. It's we want to be used for God's purposes and for the good of other people. And so really when we talk about usefulness in ministry, Christian usefulness, usefulness to the Lord. We've defined it as faithfulness to God and, and being helpful to others in their pursuit of Christ. That, that's, that's what usefulness is. And really, this should be the, the pursuit of every believer, is the desire to be useful to the Lord and useful to other people. Uh, th- th- this should be the ambition of our life is is to be used by God. We can't control the outcomes. We can't control the fruit. Those are in the hands of a sovereign God. Uh, but we can seek to be faithful to the Lord and helpful to others. And, and that's what we all should do. And it's easy for us not to do that. Um, it's, it's easy for us to get caught up in the selfishness of life, our own ambitions and pursuits. Uh, but, but we got to keep coming back to this idea of we want to be faithful servants to the Lord and we want to be helpful brothers and sisters to our fellow uh, believers in Christ Jesus. And so I, this, this idea of usefulness, I think it helps us in that regard to be, to be servants of others and, and to seek to be used by God in this way. And, and by the way, I think, you know, where I've noticed some some potential fall-offs in this and and distractions from being useful to the lord is is that there are some who might look at this issue of usefulness and say well i was useful at one point so i don't need to be useful anymore they'll 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 fall back on previous faithfulness spiritual retirement spiritual retirement that's it you nailed (laughs) it you nailed it um so i was faithful in this i used to teach this sunday school class i did this Back in my day, that I, I, I accomplished all these things for the Lord as if that now exempts you from being faithful to the Lord and useful to Him now. And, and, and previous faithfulness does not exempt you from the requirement of present faithfulness. Um, we have to continue to seek to be useful to the Lord. But then at the same time, as we talked about previously, if you've been unfaithful to the Lord or useless to the Lord in the past, that doesn't preclude you from being useful to him now. Yeah, misunderstanding of God's grace and all that. Yeah, the Lord is gracious and 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 by his grace you can be forgiven of your sins. And by his grace, he wants you to be useful to him now. That might look differently depending on how you're gifted or, or even on previous decisions or sins you've committed. Uh but but Whatever the contributing factors in your life are, the Lord wants you to be useful now, and you can be. In fact, we even pointed out in a previous episode that the word useful isn't found all that frequently in the English Bible. Uh, 
but the two most prominent, really the, the two only times that it's used, one, it's used by Paul to refer to Mark, who deserted the apostle Paul, abandoned him in ministry. Paul didn't want anything to do with Mark in ministry after that. Barnabas did, so it led to a break in the relationship between, a ministry relationship between Paul and Barnabas. You know, Mark caused all that, but then years later, Paul says, Luke alone is with me, send Mark to me, for he is useful to me for ministry. So somebody who Paul probably rightly evaluated as useless in ministry had become, by God's grace, useful for ministry. So, so that's a great example of, of the grace of God. The other example of where this term useful is used is when Paul's writing the letter of Philemon. He's writing to Philemon about Onesimus, who was a slave who, who ran away, found Paul's ministry, got saved, and Paul's writing back to Philemon, who is his master, to say, look, this guy Onesimus, which, by the way, the name Onesimus means useful, this guy named Useful was unuseful to you, but now he's useful to me and to you. And so by God's grace, even if you were previously useless because of patterns of sin in your life, by his grace, you can be forgiven of that and you can be useful today. So you can't look at your past faithfulness and say, hey, I don't have to be useful today. I was already useful before. And you don't look at your past faithlessness and say, well, I can't be used by God now. By God's grace, you can be used, and it should be your ambition to continue to be used by the Lord. And last time we did talk about some of the hindrances to that. You know, there are hindrances in our lives that keep us from being useful to the Lord. And so uh, you're allowed to talk about it, but you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> uh, selfishness. We, we kind of crossed that one off the board. That was kind of the most common. Right, right. We already so talked if, about that, so that's why I'm not allowed to talk about it. And we don't it. have enough podcasts to right, do right. a top five. Right. So maybe we'll have to just kind of condense some more. Sure. Hindrances. <laughs> more hindrances. What would be maybe number two most common or, or this next on the list? Well, I don't know about most common. Maybe I'll say one that people wouldn't easily think about so i better get it in now before the <laughs> podcast host cuts me off because of time but not based on the amount of counseling appointments just on what's on your mind right now right right so, so as to hinder you from having future counseling appointments right so i i think that um one thing that people need to watch out for that could potentially hinder their usefulness to the lord uh, is is a lack of capacity in their life. Um, we, we all, mm. based on the way the Lord's put us all together as individuals, each one of us has a unique capacity um, based on his gifting, based on the strength that he provides, based on providential circumstances. Uh, stage in life can play a f uh, role in that. Age, physical limitations, mental limitations. Um all of these things can contribute to our capacity to be able to handle life and to be able to be involved in ministry and serving others. So everybody's capacity is going to be unique, and, and some of that is from the Lord. But what you want to watch out for is you don't want to, through your own immaturities, to artificially limit your capacity to be able to handle ministry. 
Um, we've talked about this even in older episodes, the need for spiritual stability. A lack of stability is going to lead to a lack of capacity. There's just, there comes a point in which we can't handle any more ministry. We can't solve all the world's problems. We can't be used by the Lord in every situation. So, so there's going to be a limit somewhere. But if you want to be useful to the Lord, you need to take care to make sure that through some contributing factor, you're not artificially lowering your capacity and, and, and handling less than maybe the Lord's geared you to handle. So there's hindering factors that can be not self-inflicted. Yep. Just yeah. circumstantial hindering factors. Yep, for sure. And then there are some definitely self-inflicted capacity issues. That yeah, you, yeah. You may not be able to do what you want to do, or you may not be able to serve, or somebody asks you in church, hey, can you serve in this way? Hey, can you help with this? Right. And you have to say no to that. Maybe it's because there's something going on in your heart, something going on in your life that you, you could correct. Yeah. So some of the... Some of the capacity hindrances that would come from the Lord would be, um, you know, stage in life. You have to be faithful to your family and you have to take into consideration where your family's at, things like that. Uh, sleep, you know, if my schedule gets so full that, that I can't sleep, I, you know, the Lord has made me to where I have to humbly just stop what I'm doing and, and go to sleep. I'm not God. I, I, I don't work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm supposed to cease. And part of that ceasing is a daily sleep. I, I need that. I need more of that now than I did when I, I was a younger man and, and maybe could occasionally pull an all-nighter. Can't do that really uh, anymore. Not with the same efficacy as I used to. But um, or, or maybe there's a physical limitation. Uh, maybe there's some kind of, of ongoing ailment, some kind of disease, some kind of sickness, some kind of disability. Um, that, that hinders your capacity, that there are going to be, um, there are going to be factors that relate to how much ministry you can take on and how much you can do that are beyond your control. But then there are some within your control. You know, one of them is if you've got wrong expectations for life, that could hinder your capacity. You know, one of the things that, you know, sometimes you get to the end of the day and, and, in our household, somebody might at the end of the day says, well, how, how was your day? And, and, and if the answer is, boy, I'm tired, then a common answer in our household would be, that's probably good. We, we should get to the end of the day and be tired. But if you expect for your life to be lived without any fatigue, that's, that's, a, that's an expectation that's going to unnecessarily limit your capacity because you're going to think, well, I'm going to get too tired doing this. Well, I, I, there's a, there's a point in which we should wear ourselves out in fulfilling our responsibilities and serving the Lord. So the balance maybe even between not, maybe not leisure, but rest versus right work. Yeah. Um, but then also leisure comes into that as well. You know, no, we can't do that. Why? You know, what would you do instead? That's a question that I'll often ask when our family's presented with an opportunity to, to serve or, 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 you know, do something that would be useful to the Lord. Yeah, not a whole lot of people ask you to do more in ministry. <laughs> you don't get that question. Hey, Paul, can you, I need you to do that. Well, you do, but we just don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, one of the, one of the ways that, that we would answer that question for our household or me personally is, 
what would I do instead? What would I do? Do I have responsibilities that I need to meet instead of this? If the answer is yes, then I can't do that thing. Um, if the answer is, I just don't want to do it because that, that just feels like too much, then we're probably going to press in and say, well, then we probably need to do it. Um, but, but you want to have right expectations. Um, yeah, because that's going to be a hard balance. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be a tough one to think through. Yeah, and, and you constantly have to be evaluating the pace of life and ministry in a way that's helpful for your own heart, in a way that's helpful um, for your family as well. That that's something that takes a lot of wisdom. But just be careful. You could you could unnecessarily put a restrictor on your capacity uh, just just by having wrong expectations for how easy or hard life should be. Um, so. You want to be careful with that. Even I think that a lack of um, order in your life can be can limit your capacity. If you're a procrastinator and there's a bit of chaos in your life and your life isn't organized, then you're not going to be as accessible to people when they need you because you're going to be chasing down today something you should have chased down yesterday or you're not going to really know what your availability is. Somebody's going to ask, can you do this? And you're going to be like, ah, I, don't, I don't know, maybe I can. And you're not going to be able to commit. And so even having a life that, that becomes uh, uh, disordered uh, can, can limit your capacity to be able to serve other people. Um, you know, the, the, these are the kind of things that you can, uh, there are things you can't control, but there are things you can control. And, and you want to be able to handle as much as the Lord would allow you to handle. There's a limit that we all have, but... Um, you want to be able to say, how can I stretch and grow my capacity to handle situations and serve people in such a way that I'm not I'm not uh, uh, overly taxed by these things? You want to say, where where's the limit on the capacity that the Lord's given me? He gives the strength to serve. He gives the capacity to serve. So I want to make sure that I'm a good steward of this and I'm not leaving anything on the table that God expects me to expend uh, for for usefulness to him. I mean, this is an interesting conversation because I think the importance of having other people's voices in your life and discipleship and shepherding yeah. are helpful to even think through that issue of capacity because you may be able to say, I don't have the capacity for that. And somebody that's close enough to you looks at your life and says, eh, yeah. there might be something else going on there. Right. So maybe how do you even think through that from both sides, receiving that, and also giving that kind of counsel. I think it's good to get that kind of input uh, because it's hard to be objective on that. There is a balance there. The Lord uh, does expect for us to rest, and it's not wrong to have leisure and recreation, uh, but responsibilities have to come first. And our hearts can become so selfish, and, and, and the flesh can start raging as it does, and so it can hard, be hard for us to figure those things out. So I think it's helpful to get input from other faithful brothers and sisters who can help you with that. But then I think even more than direct input, it's just helpful to be around the example of other people and and maybe to see, oh, wait a minute, maybe we can handle more than we think. I, I had somebody one time in my office, we were talking about something, uh, uh, you know, a spiritual issue that was in this individual's life and, and affecting their family. And I made some suggestions and, and one of the suggestions was that participation in ministry and participation in the church on a more regular basis 
would be helpful to their family. And his response to me was, Pastor, you don't understand. I've got two kids at home. And my response to him was, you're right. I don't understand. I have three kids. You know, as, as if I don't understand what it is to have children in the house. Well, even even in that, there's a, a unique, like, I, this trial is unique to me. Right, exactly. No Nobody, one's experienced this but me. Exactly. You know, this I'm, is not a common temptation for all men. It's only for me. Exactly. So there's, a, there's even pride in that. Yeah. And so it's helpful it's helpful to be around other believers and see them just handling stuff that you struggle to handle. And it's like, Oh, wait a minute. I I can't handle that. I can't do that. Um, you know, that goes back to, again, our previous conversation on stability. Sometimes when you're freaking out about something and it's got you all worked up just to be around other believers who say, Oh yeah, that's a problem, but the Lord will provide. And and here's how we respond. And they stay calm. At, At first it's frustrating and it's annoying, but then it's, comforting and oh i don't have to freak out about that yeah i want to get there right and so the same thing is true with capacity of you might say man this this family or this individual is really serving the lord at a level that i would like to aspire to where's that coming from what are there natural hindrances in my life that prevent me okay so be it that's from the lord but are there artificial hindrances that that limit my capacity to serve that i could try to work on these issues and grow my capacity um, I think that's one of the things that I've seen over the years is is that uh, there are ways in which often individuals and households can can grow their capacity to be able to serve the Lord. I also think we have to just take a note and say there is a gifting to that as well. Yeah. Because some individuals, I mean, we don't want to tell everybody, just go as far as you can. I mean, do that. Yeah, go as far as you can. Push that capacity limit to the wall. But you may just not be able to do what that other believer does because the Lord's given them a different gift. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you've, you've got to, you're trying to be a steward of the gifting capacity, the strength that the Lord provides. And so, for instance, take an individual who maybe uh, wants to serve the Lord. Even I know guys in full-time ministry who, who are eminently useful to the Lord, uh, but due to physical afflictions, ailments, sicknesses, uh, their output in ministry is severely limited. And, and even talking through some brothers in that situation, there's a temptation to guilt. There's a temptation to feel like, man, I'm being lazy. There's a temptation to feel like I'm not being faithful because I, my output is not what I think it should be. But, but you just have to remind a brother that, like that, that, look, these physical ailments in your life, these sicknesses, they're from the Lord. He knows. He's the one who provides the strength. He doesn't expect for you to do more than he empowers you to do. And, and, and so th- that's where you've got to have some discernment and give careful thought to this issue of capacity. And say, okay, are there, are there natural um, limits to our capacity that I need to take in consideration? Maybe in my own life, in the way God's wired me, in my physical condition, in my family's life, where my kids are at, that kind of thing. Um, and, and and then compare that with, but but then are there other areas like, hey, I'm telling everybody I'm too busy for this, but then I also just binge watched the latest, you know. <laughs> whatever or i haven't missed i haven't missed you know an episode of fox news whatever 
in yeah. in six months. Cancel your Netflix subscription. Is that what you're saying, Paul? I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, not necessarily. But if <laughs> if Netflix is keeping you from being useful, you may have to. Right. There's got to be at least a willingness there. It's not wrong to watch Netflix, but that can never get in the way of usefulness to the Lord. Uh, and look, the the Lord understands that we are frail and we are but dust. And he doesn't expect more out of us than he empowers us to do. He never does. He's gracious. He's, he's, he's kind. He's compassionate to us. Um, and, and so it's not a matter of trying to earn some kind of standing before the Lord. But, but it is a matter of I want to be as useful to the Lord as possible because I want to be pleasing to him. And I want to be a part of what he's doing. What he's doing is, is so wonderful, so exciting. It's of an eternal nature. I want to be a part of that, and I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to be useful to eternal purposes because I'm so focused on temporal things. I don't want to limit my capacity. I want to be a steward of all the energies and opportunities God's given me just as much as I want to be a steward of the financial resources that he's given me. I think that's the heart of usefulness. Well, thank you for listening. And since you are listening, uh, we would appreciate it if you would just leave us a review wherever that is. Uh, Also, you can follow us on the different social media platforms and share content. Share the content that you're listening to. Share the content that you are benefited by. Uh, We appreciate that. And faith comes by hearing one verse at a time.